Welcome inside the vault. This is a collection of previously unreleased lessons from eight-figure entrepreneurial mastermind, R. John Robbins. And in case you didn't see the warning label, this content can be explicit and is for serious entrepreneurs only. Starting this episode, we're moving into a three-part series where Arjun describes what it means to be a sales rock star and explains how to escape the fear that is holding you back, not just from selling, but from achieving true freedom in your business and in your life. These episodes are from Arjun's live quarterly meeting in July of 2014. Let's go to the vault. Working with Arjan is like having a shortcut to future you. Every time I can have an opportunity to spend time with Arjan, I try to take it and be a sponge. I thought everyone was crazy. You know, they were running to the front of the stage to see this person. Arjan's wearing his crazy shirt. You know, he drinks tiger blood in the morning just for fun and he's like breathing down my throat. Sometimes it's terrifying to work with him. It's like he's looking into your soul, but it's, it's growth the whole way. How many of us feel uncomfortable about the idea of selling? Don't be embarrassed. Just raise your hands if you feel uncomfortable about selling. Hands up high. Just remember, there's like a thousand zillion suns shining in my face. Okay. Can anyone who raised their hand and said you're uncomfortable about selling, and I'm not saying this to embarrass you, uh, but can anyone uh, actually give me a good working definition of what it means to sell. Just clap your hands if you raised your hand before and you feel like you can actually give me a good working definition of the word selling. One person, two people. Would one of you just jump up and go to the mic or just, and, and just share with us your definition of the word selling? Yes. Uh... Exchanging services for money. Exchanging services for money. Okay. And that makes you uncomfortable. Only when I quote the price. Okay. So is it the exchange of services for money that makes you uncomfortable? Or is it determining the relative value of the services you're exchanging for the money you're receiving that makes you uncomfortable? It is knowing how necessary my services are for my clients and knowing how difficult it will be for them to come up with the money. So uh, your discomfort is uh, knowing how uncomfortable it will be for your client to come up with the money to equal the value of the services that you're delivering for them. Yes. Okay. Um, what is that word? Chris Anderson, are you in the room? Okay. What is that word that where, where, where you see an animal and, you, and you, 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 you attribute human qualities and characteristics to it? Say it again. Anthropomorphic. So you're client-promorphic. 
You are taking your fears, your insecurities, your values, your taboos, your priorities, your stories, all the bullshit you got going on in your own head, and you're client-promorphizing it. <laughs> Someone uh, trademark that for me. Um, <laughs> you're client-promorphizing it onto them, bringing them into your neuroses, and then feeling uncomfortable for them based on something that you basically uh, you know, projected onto them. Consciously, you understand this, yes? Yes. Okay. Good. Hopefully, you all learned something there. Because everyone does that. Thank you. Round of applause. All right. So, JC, pull up a definition of the word selling, please. Because, you know, if we're going to be scared, not even to death, if we're going to, you know, it's bad enough to die, right? When you die, at least it's over, right? What's worse than dying, in my opinion, is living a life that sucks, right? Knowing every day that you're living a life that's less than your full potential, that's less than the best you can be. That, to me, is worse than dying. So people are so afraid of selling that they're willing to live a life of mediocrity, of, of compromises, of apologies, of regrets. And yet, most of us don't even have a clear definition of what the word selling means. We're afraid of something that we don't even know what it means. So let's look up the definition. So the word selling. Um, selling. Of or, port- or pertaining to a sale or sales. Engaging in selling. Okay, so let's click on sale. Sale. The act of selling. <laughs> the opportunity to sell. So click on the word sell because sell is really the word we're trying to drill down into, right? Sell, number three, down. There you go. Selling, to transfer goods or to render services to another in exchange for money. To transfer goods or to render services to another in exchange for money. So what you're uncomfortable about is the act of transferring services or rendering services to another in exchange for money. That is what you are afraid of. At least you have now named the beast. And we can get to work for the next day and a half on killing it. It'll be a little bit bloody. But I promise you'll feel a lot better when it's all done. Okay, so selling is really very simple. Selling is a, a fun... No one makes a sale... No one, no one makes a sale. No one buys a product or buys a service or buys an experience or buys anything without the expectation that they are going to make a profit, right? No rational person would ever willingly engage in an exchange without the expectation of making a profit. Could be a financial profit, could be a personal profit, could be a professional profit, could be an efficiency profit, could be an ego profit, 
could be a self-esteem prophet, could be some kind of prophet, but in some way, shape, or form, they expect their life, some part of their life, to get better when they make this exchange, right? What is profit? Profit is making someone's life better. Making someone's life better is love. That is the ultimate act of love when you make someone's life better. Yes? So selling is really a function of love. Selling is one of the most loving things you can do for another human being. Because selling is giving that person a way to make their lives better. So when you say, I'm afraid of selling, or the idea of selling makes me uncomfortable, what you're really saying is, I'm afraid of love. Which, by the way, most people are afraid of love. Most people are afraid of love because love requires a person to be vulnerable. Love requires a person to be, to be, uh, to be, to be in a place where they could actually be rejected. You, don't, you can't have a loving relationship where first you get and then you give. If you first give me your love, then I'll give you mine. It doesn't work like that. First you put yourself out there, you give, and maybe you get, sometimes you don't get. But you're vulnerable, and most people are scared to death. Excuse me, they're scared to life which is worse than scared to death, of being vulnerable. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of being rejected. They're afraid of what other people are going to think. So they'll live an entire life of mediocrity because they're afraid of what other people are going to think about them. While all of you guys are busy doing your thing when you're not here, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm testing, I'm experimenting, I'm perfecting, I've got my laboratory of how to make this shit work that I'm working in. Um, I do a lot of reading. Um, I'm going to try to share some highlights of, of a few books that I thought were relevant for today's topic, or this, this live quarterly meeting topic. Um, Everything in life has its own price and is ever up for sale. We have to purchase it at the price it demands. Day after day, we go up into life's counter and say, I will give you this if you will give me that. This bartering has another name, perhaps more familiar. We call it sacrifice. Sacrifice, then, is not what our preachers have made it out to be. I would say our professors either. It is an inescapable necessity. It is a definite law that we must obey. We are sacrificing every day of our lives, whether we want to or not, whether we know it or not. No matter what we want of life, we have to give up something else in order to get it. You're giving up the opportunity to be at the beach right now, to be here. You're giving up the opportunity to be with your kids right now. Well, most of you are. One of you has your kid here. <laughs> right now. It's good. I like that. In all seriousness, you're giving something up to be here, and you're doing it because you're expecting to make a profit. See how this works? From one of the master's sayings, the modern mind shrinks back and tries to avoid. 
Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there are that find it. How we dislike to hear such words. We are through with narrowness, we say. We are more liberal today. We want the broad, open ways. We claim our freedom and declare there is no need for us to be so narrow. We will not go through the small and narrow way. No man will ever find the richness of life in any realm by loose and casual wandering, though. Always he will have to go down a narrow way and through a straight gate called discipline. When the law of sacrifice, however, however, when the law of sacrifice... And this is where most of you get tripped up. When this law of sacrifice is carried over into the moral realm, it is commonly presented as one-sided. We are taught that if we want to live a good life, we have to give up pleasure. How familiar that sounds to some of us. The result is that we rebel And when we think of sacrifice, we think of the ones who have had had to give up so much pleasure for goodness. You see, sacrifice without a return on your investment, that's that's just sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice. But sacrifice in order to get something that makes your life better, that's called making a profit. Got it? And because of the way that the law of nature works, this isn't a man-made law. You can't argue it. You can't debate it. You can't appeal it. You can't file a motion. There's no Supreme Court to change it. The law of the universe, natural law states that there always has to be a balance in life. And anytime things are out of balance in this world, they break. They always break if they're not in balance. We all intuitively understand this. And that's why if you are just giving, 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 giving of services and value to your clients, to your customers, to your clients, to your diners, to your passengers, you can apply this to any any business, any industry. If you're just giving and you're not and they're not giving something in return, that relationship is inherently out of balance and must inevitably break. And some of you, some of you got here too late because it already broke, and now we're helping you put it back together. Some of you are here because you don't want it to break. Good for you. We don't have to waste time putting it back together. We can just get on with the business of helping you break the seven-figure barrier and beyond. But this is how it works. All right. You know who that is? It's Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens has already written the best book on selling like a rock star that's ever been written. And you've all read it. You read it, 
You studied it. You wrote essays about it when you were a kid. You maybe even performed in the school play. You've all seen the movies. You've seen the adaptations of the movies. You've seen the derivations of the movies. We're talking about A Christmas Carol, right? I'm going to teach you how to sell like a rock star in the next 30 seconds because this is all there is to it. It's really, really simple. You ready? You don't run your business like the ghost of Christmas past, helping the client see all of the things they've already messed up. You run your business like the ghost of Christmas future, and you help the client see what's coming if they don't change their ways. That's it. You can sell millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of services, products, experiences, anything, if you just run your business like the ghost of Christmas future and help people see what's coming, have the courage, care enough about them, have the courage and care enough about them to help them see what's coming if they don't change their trajectory But that's not the way most lawyers would prefer to do it. The way most lawyers would prefer to do it is most lawyers would prefer to run their business like the ghost of Christmas past and cite all kinds of precedents to your clients, which we like to hide out and call laws and rules and regulations. But that's not where the client finds the urgency to make the decision they need to make in order to do something about their future. Because unless you can invent a time machine, bring them back to the past to fix the mistake they've already made and undo it, there ain't nothing you can do to change that. All we're doing is looking forward and saying, this is what's going to happen. These are your options. These are the likely consequences and help them make a decision as to which course of action, they, which, which uh, likely outcome is going to be more profitable for them. That's selling. I promise you, it's simple. I promise you, it's as simple as I just told you. Now we got to work on the hard part, which is why you can't do it, <laughs> why you won't do it, why it is gut-wrenching to do it. And for that, we've got to go into the heart of darkness. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more lessons from the vault.